Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Here we go. What is it today? Tuesday? Yeah. April the 20th. We're coming at you live out of the bunker here in Western Canada. And this is Canada's daytime sports talk show. I'm trying to find the uh, screen here, Darren, that brings up all the comments. There's a, there's a ton coming in. I just feel like today's going to be a, a real fun show. They all are, but today even extra. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm well. <laughs> yeah. Part of the As reason. You know. Yeah, we're all great. Except for our dang Prairie Mobile text line phone. What is wrong with our monkey brains? I know. That we always forget to plug this thing in. Should be, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when show's over, <laughs> should go plug it in, or I should come and grab it before I leave at the end of the day. There should be a checklist. of. So anyway, for now, it's, it's very faint on here. It's in battery-saving mode. So don't text me for the next 30 minutes. We'll, tr- we'll throw this thing on the charge, and then we'll get to you on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. Part of the reason I'm excited is the guest coming on today, our good friend Mo Egger from ESPN Radio Cincinnati. The, the Bengals revealed their uniforms here yesterday, and people just can't believe that. Like, Mo Egger just, he destroyed me, melted me on his show. Right, I remember. And I thought it was funny. He thought I'd hate him. I'm, no, 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 no. Because we air all through Cincinnati on the Buckeye cable systems on yeah. Game Plus TV network. So they watch us down there. I'm like, hey, Mo, come on, Mo. So not only is he going to come on and talk about the Bengals uniforms, but the Cincinnati Reds are number one in the NL Central. How about that? How about that? So about that? <laughs> we got some things to talk with Mo Egger about and hockey things if it comes up. And then an hour or two from the Outsiders podcast in, up in Edmonton, Bryn Griffiths and Robin Brownlee, two grizzled vets of the media trade. We'll talk some Oilers, CFL, Edmonton football team, whatever else is coming up. So all the friends are coming together today, yeah. as usual. I was thinking about this, by the way, the people. This is a club, our crew around here, and all the viewers, but it's not exclusive. Anybody can come into the club. Right. The only rules are respect each other. Don't be a jerk, and you're good with us. That's it. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Pretty yeah. easy club to be a part of. So let's hit the quick six show topics, please. <laughs> and thank you. Uh, number one, where's my phone? Monday NHL leftovers. This this could take up the whole 16 minutes of the warm up for the Four Season Sports Palace because just before we went to air, you brought us some topics here. <laughs> number one, Patty Marlowe becomes the NHL's career games played record uh, holder last night with the Golden Knights win in, uh, sorry, the Sharks game in Vegas, which the Golden Knights won in a shootout. I watched the whole game. Mrs. P watched it with me, and she enjoyed it. And they did it right. But here's my thinking. They didn't honor him before the game, which I kind of thought that they might. And I think that a lot of times teams and leagues go over the top with their ceremonies and stuff. Not in this case, man. Right. This, is a, this is one of the key records of all time for games played. So Patty starts in the starting five. And then after his first shift, first whistle, 
They halt the game. They show his family. They play a video from Gary Bettman, which was entirely too long, Gary, but still good. And he talked about how the importance of the accomplishment of surpassing Mr. Hockey. Patty raised his stick. And then on with the game they went. And it was good. Then it went to a shootout. I watched every second. And Patty, the hockey gods are like, no, no, you're not scoring, Pat. <laughs> he was the first guy to go in the shootout. He didn't score. I don't, I don't know if you saw the highlights. Yeah. And I guess, so the Golden Knights go on to win Canada's team. And they're now the number one overall team in the National Hockey League. Patty got appropriately feted and all is right in the world. Apparently, there was this ceremony after the game. But as soon as the game, as soon as the shootout was over, I'm like, click. I guess there was something after the game. I don't know. I was out by yeah, then. Yeah, it's over. But, but. I'm taking up too much time on point one of the leftovers, but I want to get Darren's take on this. So some of the Toronto media is poo-pooing Patrick Marlowe. And I'm like, I don't care. I saw the uproar and uprising on Twitter last night. I'm like, off. And I'm good. Like, you got to stop arguing with people on Twitter, folks. It's going to put you in an early grave. I don't care what they say in Toronto about Patrick. I don't care what they say about Gordon Howe because I love Gordy, too. I knew him. I interviewed him. Super guy. The top two guys in pro hockey and NHL or Saskatchewan guys. So who cares what they say in Toronto? But can you take, what is your take on what's coming? The noise from out East. Yeah. I mean, it is. That's all it is, is noise. And if you have to go out of your way to point out that Gordy Howe's better, we all know that Gordy Howe's better than Patrick Marlowe. You don't have to point that out. And if you do, like, I hate when we want to crap all over somebody else's accomplishments. Yeah just to point out that this is happening um, and, and that this happened before. You know what? Be happy for Patrick Marlowe. The record is the record. He has it now. Forget about what anybody else did in the past. This is what we're celebrating tonight. Gordy's had his time. Yeah. And he, continue, he will continue to have his time being talked about as one of the top two, three, four, five greatest players of all time in the game. He, that. Patrick Marlowe's not knocking him off that pedestal. Nobody's saying that. So just forget about everybody else. Let's talk about Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, and so it's brought up the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and it was Clark's idea. Real nice, Clark. Should the NHL and WHA merge stats? Because if they did, Gordie Howe would still be the leader. 61% of you on Twitter saying, no, they should not. Darren, what are they on? Uh, 58? 58% say, nah. Say, no, they should not. If you watched the Golden Knights game, Lawless in order, Gary Lawless in between periods explaining that the NFL and the American Football League merge stats. I believe he mentioned the NBA and the American Basketball Association merge stats. Clark has told me the old Negro Leagues have merged stats with Major League Baseball. So, like, literally every other sport, but the NHL and hockey has. Yeah. Um, and people are saying, no, they shouldn't. I'm, I'm sort of like, I don't really have a thought on it. Sell me on it. WHA was before my time, let alone before your time. I know. But that doesn't make it any less important. But they're not merging the CFL stats with the NFL stats. So, it would be a fun topic. But I'll just say this. What they say down east, what Simmons I like Steve Simmons. He's a good guy. Aside from what Austin Matthews might think of him, I, I don't have a problem with Steve Simmons, but I also don't care what he thinks about Patrick Marlowe. That's possible, isn't it? Yeah. I don't care what anybody thinks other than Patrick Marlowe because I know the kid. I love the kid. He set the record for all-time games played in the NHL. What are we talking about here? Why is this a problem? I know. So moving on. CFL Board of Governors uh, to meet today. 
we're told. And this is this is interesting. I guess that they're voting, from what I hear, on the announcement. They're voting on whether they should delay training camps. Well, what choice do they have? And I'll just throw this out that a CFL current player texted me yesterday and he said, Rod, I heard that we're going to start July 1st, the season. And I said, who told you that? And he said, a player rep. He was a player rep last year. He's not anymore. And I said, I don't think that's true. Thanks for asking me, but I don't think if that was the case, I don't think they could keep it a secret because CFL leaders supposedly signed non-disclosure agreements on the XFL thing. And within 48 hours, I got one calling me, telling me everything. So I don't think how they could, they could keep that a secret, right? So that's point two. I will wait and see what comes out of the CFL today. Rolling into point three of the quick six, just when I felt like we were ready to move on and look at other things, this news the media goes off, CFL media yesterday, Dan Barnes, who is highly uh, reputable, integrity, journalistic-wise, Dan Barnes of the Edmonton Journal, saying that at least one team in the CFL thinks they can survive two years without playing. My mind immediately went to, well, then they're not going to play. That's the third hurdle of the three hurdles I identified, was convincing everybody to play. Then look like they could. Where did your mind go when yeah. you heard that? To that a little bit, it's like, no, no, we can survive not playing. That tells me that's right. your first thought, or that's the the road you're leaning that's where towards. My mind went, yeah, you lean towards not playing. So it's, yeah, how do you not draw that conclusion from it? Not that they're that they decided not to play. Like I'm not yeah. there yet, but that's the road they're exploring and talking about and leaning towards. In my mind, when when that comes out, where we can survive not playing, guys, we can survive not playing for two years, which which tells me that's what they're trying to push, but. So that's what you got out of it, because yeah. I got out of that Same out of thing. it, too. And the tweet is resurfacing where I said the chances of the CFL playing are 60-40. No, the XFL guys or CFL News, somebody tweeted it. And, and uh, Farhan said, well, I think it's 95% they will or higher. Do you see this mass confusion of where the CFL is right now, which leads to what Jeff Hamilton wrote from the Winnipeg Free Press. So I guess he doesn't like me very much, but that's fine. I got enough friends. I respect what Jeff does journalistically, and I don't know him personally. That's why I wouldn't say anything about him personally. I think he's a very good writer. But he said, this is a joke. If you want to know why Canadians are ticked off at the CFL right now, it's because there is so much confusion, and they're using TSN to push an agenda. Farhan Dave Naylor. They're the PR arm of the CFL owners, and it's upsetting now the rest of the media across the country. When I said I was ready to move on, I've been beating this drum for six weeks, and I'm the jerk. So I was ready to move on and talk about other things. And now you got Vance on him, you got Jeff Hamilton's on him, you got Dan Barnes saying this. I don't think it's changed anything, but, but I'm saying that everybody else has sort of jumped on the train of CFL. What the hell are you doing? Because I said to my wife this morning, if you go to three dunk nation right now, the top three stories all say different things. The owner of the Alouettes wants to merge with the XFL in one story. Next one, the quote from Dan Barnes that they think they can skip two years. The third story, Jeff Hamilton going off on the CFL for being so secretive. They have no idea what they're doing. Is that not very clear? Yeah, and we brought it up this week, yesterday. What path are they on? Are they, can they all get on the same page? And clearly... Nobody can get on the same page. Not us in the media, not the ownership, not the league. Nobody's on the same page as to where this league's going, what needs to be done, 
what we should be doing, what's going to happen. So if there's this much confusion right now, we're nowhere near starting a starting a season. No, not even close. No. I think that's why that tweet's being regurgitated now, where I said 60% to the no. And that's why I'm standing my ground on everything that I report, because, and I'm unwavering on my reports on the MLSE stuff, where the CFL's at, because we've got people writing into the show here that are saying, I don't know who Rod's sources are, but he's 100% bang on. One of those was Adrian Tracy. We can say it now because right. he retired. You want to mention that? Yeah, you know, just that they're watching and, you know, they make it sound like we're in, we may think that, you know, it may sound like we're right at the board table. We're not, but we know what's happening. And at the end of the day, though, I think this is still good for the Canadian Football League. What? That we continue to have these discussions and talk about it every day. And even if it is mass chaos and confusion, and we're not getting anywhere close to starting a season or learning anything, the fact that we're talking about this every day makes me kind of put it up against the NHL when they're in lockout phase, right? Or the other big yeah. leagues where they get talked about 24-7, 365, the league, I know they probably don't like it, but it's really, really good for them. I was just going to say for the 868th time, it is good for them, but they don't think it's good for them. They'd rather do all this in secrecy, and I fortunately don't work for them anymore, so we can do whatever we want because I don't agree with them. Never have. Uh, Zach Nelson's watching in Calgary. He's written in on the comments and says, I've had discussions with my watch party friends about this, and if the CFL doesn't play, we think they will fold. Of course. But you see Dan Barnes reporting that owners think they won't fold. They have no clue. They operate in a vacuum. So if you don't know what that means, they have no idea what's going on outside the vacuum. They're on their own little vacuum. They have very little interest in getting input from outside the vacuum. And believe me, I've been in that vacuum, so I know. But once I stepped outside the vacuum and saw, wait, whoa, what? There's a whole world out here? They're still in the vacuum. So they think they'll be okay. I was on the radio in Ottawa last week, and they said, Rod, do you think the CFL can survive two years without playing? I said, I'm not sure they can survive one year without playing. The jury's still out on whether they can survive one. Yeah, we don't know that that's happened yet. That whole idea of out of sight, out of mind is an actual thing. And so many people were saying to me, no, 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 in the Canadian football league, Rod, no, you, don't, you don't understand. You, no, you don't get it. You're just a dumb radio guy. Okay, well, I don't know. We've been trucking every day on the air. How are they doing? By the way, we got to speed up here because Moe's online from Cincinnati, so hang on. From the Natty. Um, this is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One-stop shopping. Call or order online. That is the fabulous Four Seasons Sports Palace. Uh, Blue Jays, they had Monday off. How about this? They are at Boston tonight, the division leaders. Blue Jays go in 7-9. and nine. The Red Sox 11-6. and six. They sweep Boston, and the Jays are in first place in the AL East, and they've done it without George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez. Just saying. But they've got to sweep Boston. Yeah. But it can happen. What's wrong with that? It could happen. Boston's been swept already this year, and they're still in first place. So, very exciting game. 5-10 Mountain, first pitch at Fenway. Um, I have a star beside the dub canceling the playoffs this year. We're kind of out of time here. We'll, we'll um, discuss that later. It's upsetting to me that the Western Hockey League won't have any playoffs, but I understand it. 
We'll discuss it later. Point five, Rachel Homan and Bruce Mowat won the Humpty's Grand Slam of curling yesterday. And uh, my sixth point is simply this. Does advertising work? Because we mentioned this earlier, the Humpty's Grand Slam. I'm in Costco the other day. There's Pinty's Wings. Put them in my cart. They support the league. Humpty's. Are you going to go get a pan scrambler because they're supporting the Grand Slam of curling? What about Great Western beer? I don't drink beer, but if I did, it would be Great Western. But does a, I don't know, Team Penske Motor Oil and NASCAR make you go get Penske oil? I think does it, it? it's all that subconscious, right? When you're standing at the, at the uh, oil shelf there in the like store. Like I did at Pinty's in front of all those wings. Exactly. And you're like, I don't know what any of these are, but I've heard of Penske. Right. That's the oil I'm going to get. Yeah. So I'm just, to you people, please uh, tell me, does advertising work? When you, when you see like the Humpty's Grand Slam of curling or these certain things, uh, does it make you go, I would hope that it goes and makes you support that product. It does for me, but I've been in sports and media my whole life. So look at Mo Wegger. He's the king. You follow his stuff? Oh, yeah. He's like the mayor of Papa John's in Cincinnati. And he'll be with us next. Mo Wegger, okay, from ESPN Radio Cincinnati. We're going to talk about a lot of fun things. So hang on. This is the warm-up. We're just getting rolling here for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. And also YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back. And just as we bring in Mo Egger, I want to read a couple comments on uh, does advertising work. Don Muir in Winnipeg says, I used to use Castrol oil because of John Forrest. Apparently, Penske is not an oil uh, brand. I don't know. Do we I look like a couple pay of for my oil changes, whatever. I don't change my own oil. Jeff the Stampeders fan says, I missed the Big Bacon Classic. Wendy's advertising for the Canadian Football League. And just lastly, my friend My Dale Mike Lee says, advertising absolutely works. Some people actually believe grass-fed beef is better now. No, 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 it is. 
And those cattle, they get massages. You don't want to eat beef from a relaxed bovine? That's Kobe beef, man. That's Wagyu beef. I I know my beef raised on a cattle farm. So grass-fed, there is a difference. Okay. Mo Wagger, thanks for sitting through that. ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. How you doing, bud? Segment is brought to you by Lookout Joe's Coffee, Cincinnati's finest coffee. I like it. Man, you are... One step up from a streetwalker, Mo, I think, with all the things that you are pushing on your social media channel. you got a lot of great uh, endorsement deals there. Uh, Skyline Chili, right? I mean, if, if, if for any of your, your listeners or viewers who have ever been to Cincinnati or if you're coming to Cincinnati and you should, you got to get Skyline Chili. I mean, that is the absolute best. So, yeah. What, I mean, I, what I about love Papa John's? Skyline. Papa John's is America's best pizza. I don't, I don't know. Is, can you get Papa John's where you are? Yep, we got one here. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. There you go. You're down some weight, Mo. What's up? I'm down weight? Yeah. (laughs) Looks like it. Clearly, I I have you fooled. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. Something's different about you. Do you want me to take my shirt off? No, that's okay. Do you want me to take my shirt off? It's daytime television. It's not late at night. (laughs) Hey, so, so the Bengals... The Bengals came out with their jerseys yesterday, their unis, and the guys have a picture of it. We aired, we put it up yesterday, and there it is. It's just popped over your face there, the Bengals. I have to be honest, and you said you wanted my opinion on this, so here it is. Fans yeah. had a good look on it. If you guys can bring Mo back on. Did they change it? <laughs> so, you know, let's let's refresh people because about two, maybe two and a half months ago when the Bengals announced they were going to change their uniforms, uh, you went on a rant about how th- they might get new uniforms, but they're still going to suck. And and granted, that is still a distinct possibility. It's the Bengals, so you never know. Uh, but you went on this whole thing about how it's always the crummy teams who are changing their uniforms. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. The Bengals, for 16 years, I've been begging them to change their uniforms. And they haven't. And they haven't won a playoff game during that time. So here's how I feel about the uniforms. There, there's two qualifiers here. Number one. For the last 16 years, I have disliked their uniforms. Um, I've never done psychedelic drugs, but if I did and if I was a uniform designer, (laughs) I I think what we would have would be what the Bengals wore from 2004 through 2020. Also, most NFL uniform reveals leave me kind of underwhelmed like i it's very rare that i see a new uniform where i'm like wow those are awesome so i went into this with moderate expectations i think they're okay i wanted the bengals to do something cleaner something simpler uh this wasn't going to be a total overhaul it was going to be a slight redesign they were going to keep the helmet they were going to go with the stripes Right. They've they've touted new stripes. They weren't going to introduce a new color scheme. So I think working within that framework, they've accomplished what I was looking for. Are they the best uniforms in the NFL? By no stretch. Are they better than what they've been wearing for 16 years? I think undeniably. And for me, that's a win. All right, Mo. I love it. By the way, you're so good at what you do. I got to say, I enjoy listening to you. From, <laughs> vi- from viewer Mark, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are your thoughts on the new Bengals uniforms? And then another from Randolph in Ontario says, they look like the uniforms that Boomer and Inky Woods wore. So there's that. What are you giving them on a grade of 1 to 10? I'll give them, I'll give them about a 7. You know, again, I was probably never going to give it a 10. You'd have to go back to maybe the Seattle Seahawks the last time I saw an NFL uniform redesign where I was like, wow, those are unbelievable. So, yeah, I'd go in the 6 to 7 range. There's a part of me that would love to see them introduce a white helmet 
with uh, the old school Tiger logo they had back in 68 because I think that's just an awesome classic logo. And I think white helmets clashed against, you know, darker colors. I think that looks really cool, but that was never going to happen. I give them about a seven. And you mentioned the uniforms the Bengals wore back in the 80s when they went to the Super Bowl in uh, in 81 and 88. Um, that was a cleaner, sleeker look. There, there weren't as many colors all over the joint. And I think the one thing that they have done over the last 15 years is they've made orange a bigger part of what they do. Tigers are orange. They're not black with orange stripes. They're orange with black stripes. And so, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, it was a black jersey or a white jersey. Now they have an orange jersey. And I think the current version of that with the black pants or the white pants looks really cool. Mo, so a lot of questions coming in as we move on from the jerseys. There's a lot of NFL fans in Canada, as you've learned. A lot of CFL fans, yes. too, and we are a hockey country. But they want to know your take with the draft next, starting next Thursday. What are the Bengals' draft needs? Uh, they need offensive line help, and they need a, a degree of explosiveness on the offense that they didn't have last year. Uh, they need pass rush help. They have spent the majority of the offseason thus far uh, retooling their defense. And I don't think to the point there where defensively, you're going to be terrified of them. But I think if Joe Burrow is as good as we think, and that's him to be healthy, if he is as good as we think, and if they do a better job of protecting him, and if they can add another weapon and give them a pretty explosive core of guys offensively, then from a defensive perspective, they've only got to be slightly better, and this team should be okay. So I fully anticipate them to address the guard position. The question, you know, this entire draft really, I think, to a degree, may hinge on what the Bengals do because – We've been having discussions for months about, all right, the fifth pick, if you have a chance to draft uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, 20 touchdown year two years ago with Joe Burrow throwing him passes, a record-setting career at LSU, awfully enticing. Do you add him to a group of guys that includes Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins? And do you have one of the best core of weapons in the AFC? Pretty convincing argument that the answer should be yes. Or do you take Panay Sewell, regarded by most as the best offensive line prospect in this draft? The Bengals' season effectively came to an end last year when Joe Burrow was ridden off on a cart. So there's certainly an argument that you can make that you could spare no expense on protecting Joe Burrow because if you don't, the weapons you have doesn't matter. I think what the decision comes down to is how do you feel about the players who play those two positions that you can get on Friday? So, for instance, if you like... Uh, the offensive lineman that you can maybe get with a 38th overall pick, then take a wide receiver with the fifth pick. If uh, you like the wide receiver depth in this draft and you think you can get somebody that you can plug in immediately on Friday, then take Panay Sewell. Uh, the name Kyle Pitts is out there as well, who I think is going to be a great player and, and people who know a heck of a lot more about the process than me would agree. Uh, I think he's viewed as kind of a luxury pick from a Cincinnati perspective. And I think there's a school of thought that says, if you want Kyle Pitts, maybe you can trade down, but this is likely to come down to a decision between Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell. And uh, I think you can make convincing arguments on behalf of either. Comments coming in here. There are a ton uh, from Nelson Voe in Saskatoon. God, I love NFL draft talk. More, Mo, more. <laughs> My brother, who I didn't think would be into this, Lee, his text to me and he says, Mo Egger is a beauty. He is a literal riding. <laughs> no, I don't tell you, Mo. He is a literal riding the range cowboy. Wrangler jeans wearing cowboy boot wearing. I didn't think he'd be into this. And he loves it. I don't. So. 
I don't own cowboy boots. I do want some credit, though, for my Cincinnati Mohawks t-shirt, the most successful franchise in the history of the IHL. I mean, I I I deserve some credit for that, right? I knew there was a reason that you would have been wearing that from the Iron League. Last time it was last time last time it was my Montreal Expos hat because I have a soft spot in my heart for the Montreal Expos. And today I decided to rock my my Mohawks t-shirt. I like it. And how long have they? Like, what? Do you guys still have the Ducks? Uh, no, we have the uh, well, we have the Cincinnati Cyclones. Who the the ECHL season's not happening this year, and and I know you know you folks can relate to that with the CFL and stuff. But for for a while, we had the Ducks and we had the Cyclones. The history of minor league hockey in this city is actually pretty extensive. But back in the 1950s, we had the Cincinnati Mohawks who played in the AHL and they played in the IHL. Every year they were in the IHL, they won the regular season championship, and they captured five Turner Cups. Now, since then, we've had the Swords, we've had the Mighty Ducks, we've had the Cyclones, to different levels of success. But Yeah, I like it. Even well, though the Mohawks were before my time, even though the Mohawks were before my time, they were a successful franchise, and God knows we haven't had many of those. And you can still get the gear, clearly. Um, yes. Yeah, the Jordan watching on YouTube, Jordan Ewart says, the Reds are at the top of the NL Central so far. Do they stay there? I see they're, what, 9-6 and six on top of the division. Is that a surprise? I saw you took in the games on the weekend. You're still sporting the sunburn. Go Reds, go. <laughs> yeah, they're off to a fun start. They've been a different team at home. They've played nine games at home. They've won seven of those. And so uh, on the road, they have to perform better. Um, the, the start is encouraging. 15 games is a little bit too much to make a sweeping conclusion about a 162-game season. But um, their offense, which was dormant last year, stands to be better this season. Their early returns have been good. I think the question for this team is, how much do gains made offensively get offset by losses with the pitching staff? Trevor Bauer's not here anymore. A couple of really good relievers from last year's team aren't here anymore. Their starting pitching top to bottom is probably not going to be quite as good as it was last year. Does, does that regression get compensated for by them hitting better, by them being better in close games, by them not giving away outs on the base pass, by them not giving away outs in the field? And so far... The answers have been encouraging, but obviously there's a long way to go. Uh, From Darnell Theros from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, they sponsor the rock star of the day on this program. Darnell says, sounds like Mo needs some rock star of the day merchandise to wear on the show next time. (laughs) He's obviously a hat wearing guy. Do you guys want to put that across the screen? Do you mind? Let's dazzle, blow everybody's minds. There you go. Rock star of the day. Where's the guitar? Where's the guitar? Um... What, you what know, do you wear? your Instagram feed on your on your Instagram feed, one of your guests was wearing a Rod Peterson show hoodie, and I yep. commented that I think it should be a new policy that regular guests, and by regular I mean two appearances, regular guests <laughs> right. get a Rod Peterson show hoodie. Dupes is making a note of it right now. You're writing it down, <laughs> but but I know you're more of a hat wearer. More, are you a large XL or a medium large? Because I think we're out of large um, XLs. I'm more of a I'm more of a medium. My head's not that big, and I don't have any hair. <laughs> would the so people I'm more of, of Cin- a medium large? Would the people of Cincinnati See, he, agree with that? Uh, that I have a big head? They would. That you they have, would tell that your you head isn't that large. I I think what your what your desk there needs is one of these bad boys. Oh my god! I mean, Darren, look. Whoa! I, I, oh yeah. What's the story is, on that? How about that? Uh, a friend of mine. It's not real. It's one of those. It's Doesn't like a knockoff. Yeah, what nobody knows. uh, A a friend of mine uh, got divorced from her husband, and when he came to get his stuff, uh, he left this. 
And I was helping her move into her new place. And I'm like, well, what are you doing with the, the helmet? So she gave me the, uh, the ex's helmet and it, it resides in my, uh, that's hot. Got here. the divorce helmet. That's, that's a divorce like helmet. It. It's that, like it. that, that helmet's bad helmet. luck, bro. Yeah. It's bad luck. Yeah. And and then I actually I, I thought, you know what, maybe maybe I'll make a move on her. And she said, Well, if, if he comes around, you better put on that helmet. So <laughs> Oh, he's a big dude. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently we're out of time, Mo. This has been a ton of fun as we expected. Thanks for not forgetting us up here. And I think you've noticed that the RP show is available on Game Plus all through uh Cincinnati area I did. on Buckeye Cable. I, I yeah. tweeted it. I was I was home uh, with my daughter right after the holidays or right before, and I'm flipping around, and there it is. So I, I'm actually DVRing this segment right now, like across the room. I do watch you guys on a regular basis. I love it. I love it, Mo. Okay, keep it up, man. Stay safe. Thanks for the time. We're watching closely what you're doing down there. Keep it up. All right, Rod. Thank you, as always. The great Mo Egger. Afternoons on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. I would never imagine in my wildest dreams that we'd take our sports trip to Cincinnati. I'd go. But in we a might. Second. We might have to. In a second. Just last week, we were telling a bunch of WKRP stories here. You said you haven't seen one episode. I can't believe I that. I know. I know. If I, could, I own the box set. Do you? Okay. Yes. I, I don't own a DVD player anymore, but That's if, true. I, if I could figure out where to get it, I would, I'll watch it. We'll uh, be back. Lots of topics on the table today. I told you it would be a fun show today. Oh, yeah. and, and Mo did not let us down. We'll be back with a sports update and uh, viewer takeover. We'll see if there's a charge on the text line. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Tuesday morning coffee get get together continues uh, thanks to Caliber Caliber Coffee for making it possible. I just have to say this from some of our viewers here from Mark and Melford. Rod Peterson Show should give away turkeys this year for Thanksgiving and have dupes report live from Wascana Park. Roger in Calgary says, oh my God, Dupes is so young. We pulled the clip and we aired it on YouTube. We, we showed Darren the famous WKRP episode where they had the turkey giveaway at Thanksgiving and dropped them from the sky. So he has an idea about that. But I'm telling you, it's taken so long for the people of Saskatchewan to understand this. This show airs on cable television all across the state of Ohio on the Buckeye cable system. So it's taken two years for people to finally get their head around the fact that this is what we want to do with our lives. Yes. It's so much fun. There's no stress. Oh. And we don't answer to anybody. What, what could be better? It's all you want. And people are starting to finally get that. Anyways, you have something. Also, to- I'm not, <clears throat> would say I'm so young. Like the last episode of WKRP aired 82. April 21st, 1982. 82. See? Right? And you were born in 87, so... Right. How do I know that it aired in the last one in 82? That's sick that I would know that. <laughs> that that's, is. That's stalker it stuff. Must have, it must have, like, done something, though, to you. Like, you, you had enough... You liked the show. It formed my life. Lonnie Anderson was my first crush. Clearly. Yeah, I, I know who that is. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, who does How about that? <laughs> um, How about that? <laughs> <laughs> 
From the Shooters Shoot Basketball Podcast, they write in and say, Bruins Sabres over under 5.5 tonight, Rod. I got to say, take the over. They played a few times in the last few weeks, and they've all been over 5.5. Our official betting partner is, is come on official, and what have you said, Darren? Whatever we say. Do the opposite. Do the opposite. I'm so not comfortable giving betting tips. I'm not. But I'm comfortable with you betting, and I'll bet, but I don't like giving tips. From Don Mitchell in Manama. Says, WKRP, Bailey Quarters. You don't know who Bailey Quarters is, do you? I don't. Nobody talks about Bailey. She was the traffic girl. She was uh, the librarian type. But she Ooh. had a wild side. You could, Yes, it's just you can tell, the eyes. Yeah. Sports update. Connor Brown scored a shorthanded goal and also into an empty net for the Ottawa Senators in a 4-2 win over the host Calgary Flames last night. Calgary failed to make up any ground in a chase for a playoff spot and is still six points back of Montreal for the final uh, spot in the North Division. Connor McJesus scored the winner late in the third period as the Edmonton Oilers defeated the visiting Montreal Canadiens 4-1 in a physical affair. McDavid also had two assists for a three-point night for the Oil. Patty Marlowe has surpassed Mr. Hockey for the most games played in NHL history. The 41-year-old from Aneroid, Sask, population 50, why'd you ask? Skated in his 1,768th career game to break Gordie Howe's record when the San Jose Sharks took on the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Knights won in a shootout, their seventh in a row. If you want to know what you and Rich Sutter do around here, you guys talk about where the surrounding towns are and the population of each and which farm is here and there. You're a small town guy. You of do course. The same that's thing. What, no, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I We're get like the it. only ones that care about population, I think. That's right. Rural people. But I would just notice the tweet from CJOB Winnipeg. CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation. I'm coming up on Jets at noon. It's pre-taped. But they asked me what it meant for a guy from Saskatchewan to set the all-time games played leader. And I said, because he's from a town of 50 people and he's from a farm family, it's a whole new generation. Long after Gordie Howe to tells young kids in little towns that play hockey that you can achieve NHL greatness too. Just because you live in a small town doesn't mean that you can't achieve what these two guys have done. Let's talk about both of them. Patrick Marlowe and Gordie Howe. If you put the population of both together, you'd have 100. That's the truth. And the other thing is, you want to talk Gordie versus Patty, Patty versus Gordie. Even Marlowe and his family will tell you it's not a discussion. But Patty's got the NHL record. Gordie's got the cops. They're both great. Oh, yeah. Not, nobody's saying Patrick Marlowe's as good a player as Gordie Howe. Patrick isn't saying that, but he's played more games, so deal with it. And, right? he's, and he's had his success, too. He's not just a chump who's happened to just tag along for all of these years. He's won a couple of Olympic gold medals. He's in the conversation for the Hall of Fame for his longevity. He's, he's consistently been a guy who contributes in the top six, usually on the top line. But he's not Gordy Howe, and we're not making that comparison. Everybody's talking about WKRP now. And these, these references are way over DuPont's head. But Jeff, the Stamps fan, says RP needs to hire Herb Tarlick as his salesman. 
That would mean nothing to you, would it? No. Herb Tarlick dressed in the flashy suits, the 60s wide check, and he was always hitting on Lonnie Anderson, Jennifer Marlowe, the receptionist. Herb Tarlick is a poster boy for sexual harassment. The poster boy. I don't even think you could air those episodes anymore. Ryan, do you remember them? Are you old enough? He, it was so inappropriate. And, of course, back then, you thought it was funny, right? He's always hitting on her, and she's always, no, Herb. Or she'd tease him and lead him on. Right. Right? Just to get what she wanted. You know. Ivan Diablo says Lonnie was very plastic. Bailey was... Oh, stop. Don't put that up. Who cares if she's plastic? Who, who cares? Don Mitchell says Venus flytrap means nothing to you, does it? He was a DJ. Venus <sighs> flytrap. I got some homework to do. You got a lot of watching to do. Venus flytrap was the late, late night DJ on WKRP. Back to sports. Zachary Benson struck twice, and Michael Milne had a goal and two assists in the dub hub as the Winnipeg Ice toppled Swift Current 5-2. Trent Miner kicked out 33 of 34 shots as the Vancouver Giants edged the Prince George Cougars 2-1. Beckett Langkow stopped 27 of 29 shots, and Brett Kemp set up two goals, including Orange Strom's winner as the Medicine Hat Tigers handed Red Deer their 12th straight loss. 3-2. Brett Merwald made 29 saves, and Josh Hoekstra is one of five skaters to score for his club. And the Moose Jaw Warriors beat Prince Albert 5-2. Is that still on your head, the way that I said it? The Moose, Moose Jaw Warriors. It's the only way I could say it now. Dylan Whiteman and Mark Lewiski had a pair of goals each, and David Cope scored once and set up two more as the Rockets easily down Victoria 7-2. Tonight in the Dub Hub, one game. It's the main event. It's the main event, the Blades and the Pats at 6 o'clock on Access Now Television. He and I will have the call. Ottawa's Rachel Holman defeated Switzerland's Sylvana Turanzoni 6-3 in the women's final at the Humpty's Champions Cup in Calgary. Rachel returned to action at this event less than a month after giving birth to a baby girl, and she won it. Can she win the heart? Is she eligible for Canada's Athlete of the Year? Will it even come up? Think about it. Yeah. Uh, she reads the Scotty's final in February while eight months pregnant and then comes out and wins the Grand Should Slam. Be. I mean, come on. Three weeks. Bruce Mowat defeated Brendan Botcher in the men's final. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We'll see if the text line is charged enough to get to your comments when we come back for viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen that. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. That's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is the one of my favorite parts of the show. It's where we turn it over to you, the viewers, with whatever you want to talk about. The WKRP reference is still coming in, though, from our viewers around the world watching digitally. And someone has uh, written about, Phil writes, the Silver Sow Award, which you know nothing about, but it's awarded to the reporter annually for excellence in agriculture reporting. And Les Nesman won it, I think, 14 times. 
That's right? Awesome. You love these That's stories. Awesome. You don't even, you've them. never even seen the show. No, but I'm going to. you're getting all this stuff. I'm going to. Leanne Hajdu says, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That's the one episode that everybody talks about. Um, that's not my favorite episode, but I, I remember them all. Like I said, I own the, uh, the, the box set. Troy in Toronto watching. He says, when I was a young guy, my buddies and I would mimic Johnny Fever getting faster at the sobriety test the more he drank when the cop was in the studio providing the don't drink and drive campaign. The morning man was Dr. Johnny Fever. That's awesome. You've heard about him, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Jim Mullins watching our buddy from Football Canada. Uh, gave us this helmet from Football Kennedy. <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever. Booger. He was going to be fired if he said booger one more time on the air. <laughs> so he says, booger. <laughs> and he got suspended. That's now you can say pretty much whatever the hell you want. Uh, from the viewers, Lunt watching on YouTube says, Hey, Rod, I got a question. When the XFL was on, did you watch any of the games? A hybrid of XFL-CFL rules could be great football. I watched all the games. And what I'm trying to figure out why, I was in Midtown Plaza, downtown Saskatoon. I guess it was a one winter ago, or it would have been one winter ago. And I was watching on my phone and thinking back, how did I get that stream in Canada? Because right. there was no Canadian networks airing it. But anyways... <laughs> A bit of a Saskatchewan thing here, but I'm sitting. I was right in front of Champs. Yep, or Jersey City Champs, Jersey whatever City. they want. Jersey City, and I'm on a bench, and a guy sits down next to me. He's like, "What are you watching?" I said, "The XFL," and he sat and watched with me for about five minutes. <laughs> he's like, "This is cool." It was in, it wasn't in St. Louis, might have been in Tampa Bay, but yeah, I watched all the games. I had friends coaching in the league. I was a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. So I guess, are we full on talking about the rules merger here? Is that, is that what we're doing? Mike in Toronto says, I was watching Knight Rider, not WKRP. I was watching them all, man. I was on a farm. What else was there to do? Go outside? It's for losers. I was watching TV. <laughs> and Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. Daisy Dukes. My first two crushes. Jennifer Marlowe and Daisy Duke. Ah. John in Edmonton says TSN slash CTV aired it in Canada. Okay, then I was watching it on TSN or wait a minute, wait a minute. This is all subliminal. TSN was pumping it down our throats and we didn't even know. Think about it. This how far back does this go? This has been in the works for how long? How far back does this go? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, which, which, by the way, we got a few text messages here. Um, from Metal Shingle Guy writes in, Prairie Mobile text line, he says, sounds like it's a done deal to me. MLSC is driving the bus. Green is the color. Yay, buddy. 2022. I think the second half kickoff is going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, from Bob in Grand Prairie, says, the Kelowna Rockets are also playing the Kamloops Blazers tonight, 8 p.m. in the Kamloops bubble. I know. I'll get to it. But we're talking about the main event, the Pats and the Blades. That's the one that everybody cares about. It's the Highway 11 rivalry, man. Don't give me Kelowna Kamloops. I'm joking, of course. We love all WHL teams, but you and I are geeked and up for a, this. And that's a pretty good BC rivalry, Kelowna Kamloops, but no, this is going to be fun tonight. Uh, they're talking about the uh, OHL shutting down. This is from John in Edmonton. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we got so many things to talk about here. Mike, Mydale Mike. 
says, I propose merging the CFL rules with WKRP. Listen, we talked about our mascot, Ricky the Iguana, getting in a fight with the WKRP carp. Remember that? Having them rolling around and getting in a fight? That would be awesome. Let's put our mascot up against their mascot. Okay, they're telling me 10 seconds. So stick around, everybody. The second half kickoff is going to be wild. Coming up right after this on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.